Welcome to the Maggie Williams Podcast, where we discuss hunting, travel, and outdoor adventures. Proudly sponsored by Rolling Thunder Game Calls, the sound of a new generation. Brought to you by Heavy Shot, industry leader in shot shell ammunition innovation. I didn't come this far to miss. Lost Hat Company. Ask your other hat company what choke you should shoot. Get lost. Now here's your host, Maggie Williams. going on y'all and welcome to another episode of the maggie williams podcast i am here today with the farrier brothers you may know them as two-thirds of spring legion mm-hmm. appreciate you having us maggie absolutely absolutely i've got hunter and chase on here and give the audience a little bit of an idea of who you are and what you do well i'm hunter i'm the oldest of the three farrier brothers and um, i am the founder of spring legion and it is a company that i started while living with Chase in 2019 in a really ragged trailer in the middle of learned Mississippi with, um, I don't believe we had central heating and air, no Wi-Fi, no cable. Don't think our oven worked half the time, but it, no, our stove didn't work half the time, but our right. oven did because that's what we had to use for a heater. And, um, but, um, but not found a spring legion on a kitchen table there. Um, couple years ago and it has since then grown into a pretty good sized brand here lately so right yeah yeah that trailer was was interesting to, yeah. to live in there was always something uh coming through the holes in the floors and whatnot so whenever we saw when i saw hunter uh staying up a few nights solid for about two weeks three weeks i finally asked him what was going on and uh he, he said nothing we ain't working on nothing so <laughs> he didn't want to tell nobody till he, he was for sure and uh Finally, one night we were sitting there watching a game or something. He said, I think I'm going to sell hats. And I said, all right, let's roll. And him and Seal started making them mm-hmm. in the guest bedroom at his mom's house, and uh, Seals' mom's house. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks later, or I guess a while later, yeah. sold one and had to figure out how to ship it. And been, been yeah. the rest is history, I guess. And, so. and what's the age difference here? Hunter's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Right. Chase is obviously the middle brother, and there's a younger brother as well. Yeah, right, Breck. He's uh, I guess he, he's about to turn twenty. He's I'm, eleven years younger than me. Yeah, Chase I'm, is three years younger than me. Right. Yeah, I'm twenty-seven or twenty-eight now. I don't know, uh, somewhere in there. Very cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. And so, the hats and the shirts came first, and then the podcast came second. Yep, you're right in line. Did, yep. Did YouTube come third? YouTube game last because yeah. um yeah we uh Chase is all right filming hunts I'm not that great at it and um and also I'm I'm a writer so I write books and it's kind of hard to write about stuff that people already know about right. so um so I'm not as big on the filming part I'm getting used to it gradually I think towards the the latter part of last year I'd kind of gotten frustrated enough with it to finally sit down and figure out how to do it the most um, feasible way which is to um, set the camera down and leave it there and walk away. That's the 
I found the easiest way to film a hunt, and um, that's why my YouTube videos don't look quite as good as the one Chase films. <laughs> but um, but we get together and it, it turns out all right. So um, but yep. So we so we start selling the hats and the shirts after we figured out how to embroider them in uh, 2019. Didn't tell nobody about Spring Legion to get some uh, good honest feedback, and uh, me, Seals, and Chase would kind of wear some hats around and kind of see which ones folks asked about or where we got them from and i'd sit there and tell them like this website something something about turkey hunting never never mentioned that right. we we made them ourselves but um so kind of got some good feedback on there figured out what folks would like and stuff but i mean it kind of all revolved around the mission of the traditional aspects of turkey hunting and the culture of turkey hunters in the south and um kind of just really encapsulating that what we grew up to be was you know turkey hunters first before all the other hunting chases chase hunts a lot more things than turkeys i'm i'm still kind of just the turkey hunter bloodline I'm, i do go outdoors um out you know outside of the spring but i'm not you know quite as gung-ho about it as i am uh, turkey hunting but just uh just kept that mission pretty uh pretty linear across everything and then um then along came the uh more shirts more hoodies and all kinds of stuff like that and then the podcast and which um, we we did um, our first rig looked nothing like yours. It was like a twenty dollar mic from Best Buy, <laughs> and um, so it, it wasn't quite as fancy out the gate. But we've we've got some cool equipment now. We got a little studio built and whatnot. But um, I think we will be recording our one hundredth episode Wednesday. Yep. Wow! Yep. Congratulations. Yep. So yep, what? all that, and then the books came, and then now we're doing gear. So we got gators, and gonna soon have shirts and pants. Hey, I've got the gators. I've tried on both pairs. I mean, I have modeled them around duck camp for everybody to see. I'm impressed. Hey, I'm I, impressed. I like them myself. Mm-hmm. But, but you, you, Hunter mentioned earlier turkey hunting culture. Mm-hmm. Last week I had Dave on the podcast, and now I have you guys. And I've had a lot of people just ask me like, what does that even mean? Um, on Facebook, TikTok, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of hunters from all over the country and you know they they didn't quite understand what we meant by hunting turkeys the right way turkey hunting culture and you boys are from south mississippi so i mean nobody really knows turkey hunting culture like mississippi boys to be honest with you so can you kind of give us um just a little bit of insight about what that means to you Mm -hmm. i wish you i hope you throw a couple of guests between dave and us got some big shoes to fill we're coming right after him (laughs) but um but no i mean it really is it's it's like i mean it's just it's not a slogan but it's just something that's universally said between folks who are turkey hunters turkey hunters are different it's just there are folks who hunt turkeys and there's folks who hunt everything including turkeys and then there's turkey hunters and a lot of times you can you can walk in a room and pick them out you know they look different they stand different their posture is different the way they carry themselves is different it's just i mean it's just uh it's not a stereotype i I swear it's kind of I mean, I'd believe you if you said it was in the DNA. I mean, right. we are a, a product of a turkey hunter, I guess. Our dad was a pretty uh, straightforward. He was a turkey hunter growing up, and we grew up one. And uh, I don't know. I mean, they're just meticulous to the extremes and just almost to the point of aggravation. Every little detail matters about everything. They're probably not that fun to hang out with at a party, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, they're just going to be talking about turkey hunting all the time, and they're, or else they're not talking about anything, and they're thinking about turkey hunting. Right. So, um, but it's, um, I've heard folks say you'd have a lot better chance at asking a 
take someone's daughter out on a date than you would um, asking if you go hunting at, at their property in Mississippi, yeah. especially. It's pretty uh, sacred ground, that Indian ground that has turkeys on it. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we actually got permission on a spot in Mississippi today. Okay. So, yeah, boy. You must have had some Benjamins in your pocket or something. But. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't. But it's actually not very far from you guys. Really? So, okay. yeah, we'll have to link up when yeah, I head on down. Absolutely. For We'd sure. love to. It's, it's, uh, you, you pulled something off there, that's for sure. Yeah, We've been trying to get permission it. spots for a while, and uh, when you're we're kind of uh, known as a turkey hunter, it's pretty difficult in Mississippi to even get in a lease, get in a camp, get in anything like that. I'm like, man, I just want to come deer hunt. They're like, nah, man, we, we, we're full, we're full. I'll, I'll tell you my experience of how difficult it was turkey hunting Mississippi. So I'm from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Everyone right. from Arkansas turkey hunts Mississippi. I mean, that's just a given. Um I mean, it's 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 the oozer rolls reversed, as you know, duck hunters would say. Mm-hmm. But I was straight out of high school, running around some public land in North Mississippi, just because that was closest to me. And uh, you know, I had a, a friend of mine offered to take me, and we we get out of the truck, and he pulls out some walking sticks. <laughs> And I was like, oh, what's going on? Because I'd been targeting before. And I was just like, man, he pulls these walking sticks out of the bag, and they have turkey feet attached to the bottom of them. <laughs> and everywhere we walked around this WMA, he was stomping turkey feet in the ground so people would walk the opposite direction. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I swear I've hunted that turkey then because yeah. I've been around some public land up north and I, I know there ain't no turkey there. I'm like, this is this ain't turkey woods, but uh, I'll, I'll chase a ghost all day long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's, I mean, that's kind of in line with kind of what we're saying. I mean, they're a different breed. It's, you know, I've seen some crazy stuff that come from turkey hunters that are, I mean, they're just that protective over turkeys or the thought of maybe being a turkey in there. Right. Before even knowing there's a turkey in there, they'll be doing some crap like that. But it's, it's in public land in, in the South is, is definitely. Who is a is a is a rat nest to try to explain? But if you've been there, if you've done it, you, it, you no know, explanation is needed. I'd say that's correct. <laughs> that that is that is so so true. But uh, so I really want to kind of talk about just like turkey hunting scenarios. Any stories that you have from the last few years that have just taught you? You know, you've got you learn from every hunt, mm-hmm. but there are some hunts that you just learn immensely from. Is there anything that sticks out in your head? Any lessons that you've learned the hard way? Mm-hmm. It seems like every time you, you throw on the vest and, and rack a shell in the OA 70, you're going to learn something That's different right. every time. Um, at least at least my experiences with it. Um, I, I mean, there's almost need a scenario drawn in front of me. Like, yeah. what, what would you do here? And then I'd tell you, you just got to hunt the bird. You know, you kind of got to mm-hmm. play it by ear and hope for the best uh right absolutely but i mean you probably got yeah, something um, on mind i'm trying to think of one i know there's a a pretty good example and it is a product of bumping turkeys and how they reacted uh the two times we bumped them, i was up in i was actually in um, west virginia with our buddy gary stanton me and him were hunting we might have hit it on our podcast but i know i didn't go into detail on it too much but um Pretty much, uh, he and I, we uh, in West Virginia, you had to stop hunting at like noon or something like that, but you can scout after that. And um, we had run up on a, a little group of turkeys, I think it was two or three gobblers and some hens, and and both times, I, I ain't going to say it was Gary, but I, I think both times he was the first one to see them run off or hear a putt or something like that. So we are out scouting, and um, and both times these, these turkeys kind of ran next to this, I mean, it's just an individual, like kind of a landmark on this ridge, and... Um, 
I don't know why they picked this spot. This one tree is where they would, uh, both times, one time they're on the left side of this little valley and the other times they're on the right of this valley. And both times they ran across the whole thing and wound up just, I kind of noticed they, they ran to the, just the right of the same tree. And um, so I think uh, I tried to hunt them the next day and got beat to the spot and then came back a little early. I think I slept there that night, the following night. So I'd be the first one there. Sat through the rain and made dang sure that I got next to that tree, mm-hmm. you know, the morning before. And um, I did. And then the bottom fell out and it rained and it rained and it rained. And um, I had my mouth calls with me and I was kind of nervous to even try because um, I don't think I was the fifth or sixth person to hunt these turkeys that week. I think I was more in the teens. And I know that they are probably the only ones around that area, that little block of land that, um, that you could pretty much access from the same spot so a lot of tire tracks and stuff there so i went in there and it was pretty pretty uh non-existent as far as calling and stuff like that i brought my wing and i brought a pouch of mouth calls and that's probably it i don't even i don't even know i brought my vest but um camped out pretty much under under the rain for a little while until it finally lifted and it was good to to be there because i knew those turkeys would probably head there after the rain but they did and um got to see one of the cooler things that i remember in a long time and it's it's not necessarily a lesson on the hard way i've got about a thousand of those i could tell you about mumping turkeys but um right but i remember getting up there and i wound up getting up top on on top of them like that and i'm um, sat and sat and sat and hadn't heard nothing and kind of almost not dozed off but was daydreaming and one hammered about 45 yards away from me and i could not see him and he just happened to be on the other side of this little knoll out in the open i could tell the apples in the open but um I was, I mean, I was kind of starstruck a little bit. I was, wasn't expecting, I, I was expecting them to come out of the woods. I still don't know where where he came from or anything like that, but I was able to, uh, before I called any more to him, I think I might have let out a yelp or something like that about 10, 15 minutes before that. I don't, I mean, he wasn't gobbling at me, I don't think. He was just, he had just flown down or walked out some way or another into the open and, and let out a gobble. And I was able to see a bunch of hens from probably, I could probably see about 500 yards surface area wise three 250 straight line but uh, including the elevation changes probably about 500 and there was about 11 to 14 or so hens i think from about every corner you can think of came out there to him and it was it was something to see him trying to round his hands up and um i could just see the stress in this gobbler's the tension between his you know in his brow trying to get all these hens rounded up and i've never just really thought of it i mean the joker looked like he, i mean the last thing he wanted was for another hen to call to him. I mean, he was doing all he could to round up these 11. And every time he'd come over this way, you know, two more would split off over here and he'd have to run over there and try to, you know, corral them back. And then three more would run backwards and he'd try to go get them. And I was like, man, I mean, I would feel bad at calling him because I'm sure the last thing he would do is, is let me go pick one more up. <laughs> so, um, so I waited until he pretty much got them settled. You know, I mean, it looked like he was at work if i could you know just a really stressed job you know the last thing you want to do is go like tell your boss hey i got some more problems for you to fix real quick if he's already stressed at his desk the last thing i want to do is add to it um let him kind of get that handled and it was pretty cool let out a couple more calls and you know after a good while i mean talking an hour hour and a half of watching him without saying a word um once he got a handle on it started doing a couple you know just clucks and purrs and stuff like that and I think more so intrigued maybe the, the hens or so um, kind of walked back up that same kind of I'd, I'd moved over a little bit not necessarily where I started but um, kind of talked them hens in and they, and they walked I mean from 
me to trip from this, you know, right here, left and right. Um, and he, he followed suit. He, he walked all the way up to the top and he stopped and let every single one of them pass in front of his face before he turned around. And, um, and then I had to make him stop because he was about to walk, you know, into my lap. So that was pretty cool to see and just kind of changed my perspective of hand up gobblers and, um, and calling to him and how many times I've I wondered in that moment how many times I was pushing them away from, you know, adding to the overwhelmingness of, uh, you know, a hand up turkey. Yeah. That was an awesome perspective. And I, I like the perspective change. That was just, that was really cool inside. Mm, yeah, like, just because you hunt them for a long time doesn't mean you, you just got to be that stubborn on perspectives. And too, I, I'm proven wrong. Uh, I'd say at least once a a week if not once every hunt I'm, I'm proving wrong on something i thought or had thought before so right. gotta keep an open mind absolutely and i also i want to talk about drumming turkeys mm-hmm. have you boys ever drummed out a turkey yourself <laughs> <laughs> i've seen it happen and mm-hmm. i see it work I, I bet it does i I'm, i can't think of a time but i guarantee you if i'm I, I throw some drumming at him before I throw the kitchen sink at him. I'm out throwing yeah. some wild stuff at turkeys, trying to do anything I can. I know. Uh, there was one time I attempted it by myself one day. I'm like, I just got to try it. <laughs> I couldn't do it with somebody else because I started no. cracking up laughing. But I bet it does. I mean, it, I, I've, I've tried it. We were, I think we were on public land in Alabama last year, and it was a rainy day. And I told this turkey story a million times, but there's so much to this story, so I, I never tell the whole story because it's, it's just there's so many layers to it. But it, it was a really cool bird. But aside from that, I was with one of my favorite turkey hunting partners of all time, one of the best, the, the best turkey hunting partner I've ever had. And I learned a lot from him all the time. And we had this bird, and he was with, I think he was with three hens. He was a tiny little turkey, and it was a rainy day. We slept in, because I was always been told, sleeping on rainy mm-hmm. days. So we went in at 11, and we walked out at 11.45 with a bird on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. But uh, we were walking around this bend, and we were in the hills um, in North Alabama. And he said, man, I, I can just picture burden that break right mm-hmm. there. And then, you know, uh, like how your mama will put out her arm oh, yeah. at, at a seatbelt, you know, if you're in the front seat when she slams on the brakes, that's oh, yeah. exactly what happened in the woods. He grabbed by the vest and he said, there's actually a bird in that field. <laughs> he, he called it up. He painted it up. I mean, it was it was perfect. And uh, so he struck up that bird. And uh, he got, I mean, he got locked up probably about 50 yards. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I, we were also we were in a in a bottom and he was above the ridge and so anyway I, I'm just sitting there shaking because he is drumming so loud. Well, this boy sitting next to me starts spitting and drumming back. Hey. I mean he he had the spit he had the rhythm and it worked. It did. Mm. This turkey popped his head up above that ridge. I mean about in our lap. It was so cool and it, it worked. That's awesome. But everyone I've mentioned this to and I tell the story. No one believes me, but it was it, spitting and drumming a turkey. Hey, hey, I, I've never really. I mean, I thought about it that one day, and and which of course that bird probably wasn't coming in either way. I mean, if you would have done anything for him, you know, and I was just like, I got to try it, you know. Oh yeah, no. But I, I, I'm, I've never practiced my spitting and drumming. I'm, I'm, I'm so going to now, though. I think I might might add that to the to the to the to the um, calling sequence of. Uh, 
drop the, top. The arsenal, yeah. 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 I'm telling you, this boy must have practiced in the mirror because he had it down pat. It was good. Yeah. It was it was great work. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think it was his first radio at that yeah. point. <laughs> I promise you it was not. It was not. Oh, man. Well, that's first for me. I had never heard about anybody else, and I sure wasn't going to be the first person to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also want to talk about this, because I, I get comments on this from the last podcast mm-hmm. as well, and I've brought it up in a million podcasts. It's one of my favorite words. What does woodsmanship mm-hmm. mean to y'all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote a whole chapter on it, and it still ain't touched the surface, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the... Um, the ability maybe to act on intuition from knowledge learned and past experiences explained to a five-year-old yeah that's the best way you can do it i mean you can it's so complicated to break it down into the sense of uh someone who's never been turkey hunting is about the most sense you make it just why would a turkey do this why would a turkey be here um you can break it down into the color of the leaves and the sound of this and the way that the wind's blowing it in it's because he can see better you know it's just it's just so much i mean it, it would make more sense for a turkey to do this higher elevation versus lower elevation or why would why would this um you know this um weather or condition make a turkey be here not gobble make it gobble more all that good stuff so I mean, woodsmanship. I mean, I think it is a can be a a trait. I think you can you can learn it accidentally, and I think a lot of times you got to kind of study the woods. Um, I think I, I I've said before, you know, I always trust a poor man's theory of woodsmanship over a rich man's, because as the uh, rich man goes and buys quieter boots, the poor man must learn to walk quietly. Right. So. And we grew up in a raggedy trailer, so we had to learn to walk real quiet. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Chase? I mean, Hunter said it well there. Um, About as best as I could have with a little finer tuned words. But I got um, the thing on it, writing books. Yeah, he's he's better at writing books, and he knows the the big words. Um, Anyways, uh, you know, I I, I see it as, as just... Yeah, you know, some folks have it, some folks don't, and it's it's one of those things. Like I still I, I still try to do better every time I get in the woods. I, I learn something new every time. Um, as far as you know, just slipping up on one, you know, trying to work another six feet out of of a tree, um, get on, get spun around on a tree, something of that nature. Like you you just you, you learn it as you go. And I, I don't know how long I've been hunting these birds twenty twenty one years probably. And, you know, there's still instances of, of hunts when I was 10, 11, 12 years old that'll pop up. And I'm like, you know, if I need to do this around this curve on the road, I'm going to do it this way. You know, how I'd react differently versus a bird gobbling a lot, not gobbling a lot, things of that nature. You know, determine several different, I mean, just three steps from my day, you know, can change the whole way of, of how the hunt mm-hmm. turns out. Um, whether I, you know get in the water in a creek and slide down because it's quieter if i walk on the sand versus walking on the right gravel mm-hmm. you know things like that setting up you get you things you learn you know if you see a blowdown in, in, in the middle of the woods i love to get in that blowdown mm-hmm. or get it between us and you know if i can get that bird to to spin right which i'm not saying i can make one turn left or right you know every time or anything like that but 
if he's working right. I know there's a blowdown coming up that I, I need to cover 20 feet on him, 20 yards on him. That point of knowing when you can run or you know run up to that 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 blowdown or big tree or whatever it may be, bending a road, something of that nature. It's just stuff you've learned over the years, mm -hmm. and the only way I think somebody can learn woodsmanship if they don't just have it um, is just go more and put yourself mm -hmm. in worse situations and bump more turkeys. Right. Yeah, yeah, you really bump honestly. Figured out. I mean, that's a, something that I guess. I mean, I, I guess would be considered woodsmanship. I don't know. It's uh, stuff that is, you know. Which side of the road to walk on, or you know, I mean, walking on the opposite side of the road that a turkey's on eliminates your chance of a silhouette being in the backdrop of that road. You, you now blended yourself into the backdrop of the road, right? Um, stuff like that, and and and, and like I'm, I hit on the intuition part, a lot of it is just trusting your gut and actually acting on that gut feeling. Of I killed a turkey, it's probably three or four years ago, only calling when there was the aviation school nearby and the plane would fly over. And every time the plane would fly over, I called because the turkey, I was pretty tight on him, but and it was wide open between me and the turkey, and I was downhill, so he could see a lot of it. So it was very useless in trying to make him wonder what's over here because he could see a lot of it. So I had to wait until every time this flight instructor or whatever student was flying, he'd fly over. I'd call in the middle of the call, and he couldn't hear it, but he could just tell the vicinity of it. And then finally, by the third time, he had to walk closer into the open, and now he's in the middle open. He's got to walk all the way to the end, and I'm in the end to shoot him. That's awesome. So right. just trusting your gut and just, you know, kind of thinking outside of the box kind of goes a long way, um, you know, kind of when you, you hunt them long enough and figure out what they do see and what they don't see and what you can get away with, too. Right, of and course. that's kind of like the the thing with hunting hunting by a field or a, a food plot or something of that nature. Like a lot of people want to sit on the edge so they can you know see the whole field and all that stuff. If a bird's coming across the field, he's going to get out there about eighty yards, get to the edge, or stay on the other side of the food plot from you because he can. I mean, and this is just a scenario you can physically see yourself go walk in the woods forty yards off the food plot. You can see everything in that field. Right. Go walk in the food plot and see if you can see 40 yards in the woods. Right. You can't. So if you're going to hunt a bird, you know, just learning, hey, why do why is every time I hunt a bird on the edge of this field or big road or something of that nature, why, why do they hang up out there 80 yards or 60 yards or whatever it may be? Well, he can see you and you can't see him. And um, if you drop back in the woods 40, 50 yards, he's going to have to come to the edge of the, the the food plot to look into the woods or get in the woods with you so right. you know little things like that just just add up and everyone's different so you know you kind of oh yeah breadcrumb it together just yeah. about every time just that's what you know you can sum up horsemanship in two words and it, it depends yes yeah depends on that day depends on that turkey depends on the cloud cover depends on the boot you're wearing on your left foot after i mean it just i mean it depends on every single thing you know as it happens and you can't really just hold that true to every i mean there's a lot of things a turkey will and will not do but i don't think there's anything they will never do or always do so that is that's good you know? that is good truth right there yeah. i had a mentor tell me once i don't know where this quote came from i don't want to give him credit for the quote but he did tell me he said when i walk in the woods i want to be a part of the crowd yeah. you know yeah. from from the songbirds to mm -hmm. the bumblebees he said that's that's being a woodsman because mm -hmm. i mean it, it's there's a, a um, 
a symphony going on with mm-hmm. everybody. I mean, it's just, it's all moving parts. It's all working together. And I guess not disrupting that piece. Right, right. I mean, he said that, he said that was his definition of woodsmanship. It was pretty spot on. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah. And, I, and being able to, to recognize when, I mean, using songbirds, using your dog at your house to determine what the pressure is outside. If yeah. your dog's laying underneath the porch all day, a front's probably coming in, a turkey's probably ain't gobbling. So yeah. if you're going yeah. out there trying to act like a turkey is fired up, and you seem out of place, you know. Yeah, if turkeys ain't, if you don't hear a bunch of hens cutting up, and you're the one that wants to start the party, and they ain't following suit, then your best bet is to act like a turkey, not act like a loud turkey. That you know, you're not going to entice anything. You're going to sound like a human with a turkey call most times. Yeah. Right. Right. But now, being Mississippi boys, I'm going to go ahead and assume that uh, your favorite turkeys are to hunt are hard gobbling easterns. Absolutely. Yeah, like like most turkey hunters of turkey hunting culture. Right. But if you cannot be in Mississippi or the southeast in general hunting hard gobbling easterns, what turkeys do you want to be calling up? North hard gobbling easterns. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, I, I mean, I, I I do like uh, the few times I've been able to go in, you know, Florida and stuff's really cool. And I like going out west, but I, I mean, it's just like a, I, have, I have withdrawals from turkey hunting. I have withdrawals from eastern turkeys. So even though it's turkey season and I'm able to hunt turkeys, I love it. I do it every day. If, if Colorado or Nebraska or something was open year-round, I'd, I'd probably live in it. But other than that, if it was also seasonal as long as, you know, the minnesotas and stuff that have easterns i I always kind of drift back east every time i'm out there a couple times i'll get one or two i'm like i've had my feel i'm not i'm gonna go back now right but um but i do love i mean it's the difference hunting them in say minnesota than it is mississippi and there i mean there's a lot of differences and um i lived in north georgia for a little while and it was it was a lot different more different than i thought it would be hunting those uh turkeys than it was mississippi like i kind of miss that you know i I still hunt eastern mississippi but i do miss hunting them in the you know the the foothills up there and the big ridges and stuff like that and the wide wide open is you know down here it's a lot more crowded woods and a bunch of vines and stuff that are tripping you know get in the way i I missed that when i lived in georgia but now when i'm back here i'm like well you know i would like to be up there in the the real pretty big big hardwoods big timber up there it's 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 different turkeys and you know they act a lot alike but there are differences and it's just kind of the situation that you're in the environment you hunt them in is all different you know from one county to the next is is different but especially when you start changing you know topography or you know geography is that the geography maps or rocks? Which one's which? Oh, Ge- geology. Geology is rocks. Okay, so yeah, geography. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Don't give me line. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Chase? Um, well, I will say I've never found a, a turkey that I've hunted that I've been less excited about. Yeah. Right, I, I like agree them all. with that. Um, but I really hadn't traveled a ton, um, and a lot of people don't know that. Is is I hunted, you know, pretty much Mississippi and Texas, and Kansas, I think, was the only places I'd like carried a gun hunting. I'd, I'd filmed in, Hunter in Georgia some, mm-hmm. and you know, tooled around with him in, in Georgia some. But until this year, I got to you know, this past season, I was able to go to Florida, Kansas, Nebraska, and Alabama, Mississippi. So there that's where I, I, I hunted, and I got a bird in all five of them. So I was very you know excited about all that. Um, but just having a nine to five until this past year it was a lot harder for me to travel of course um other than a weekend trip or something now we've hunted texas our whole life pretty much just weekend hunt or at least a little place or something of that nature and 
you know, it's always fun to go chase a Rio to me. And, and But, I mean, I, I will admit, it ain't nothing like a Mississippi hard gravel on Eastern. No, it, it's, it's not. It's different and it's special. I mean, you got to kind of respect it for what it is. You know, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. And I think I enjoy, you know, Rio's and Marion's, West Coast birds, because, I mean, they're, they're it's not, I'm not going to say it's easier hunting. It's just, it's just different. Right. Probably right. not pleasant. Yeah. Outside. It's, it's only 75 a little more. And, For sure. Know. And I had a, a girlfriend of mine, and she'd only ever killed Missouri Easterns. Um, she may have killed, like, in one other state. I can't remember. But uh, she'd only ever killed Easterns. Right. And I met her at work. And, I mean, I had not known her but like, two weeks. And I was like, hey, I'm going out to the West Coast, and you're coming with me. I was like, we're going turkey hunting. And she's like, okay, great. And we got on Rio's, and I have never seen someone, an adult's eyes light up like a child in my life, the way hers were lit up. Because where we were, they were spawning out of the ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, would, it was crazy. Because we had a group of four, and anyone that knows me knows that I hate buddy hunting turkeys. Mm. I, I don't... I don't enjoy hunting with more than one person right. ever. Right. If I'm three deep in the turkey woods, I'm not having a good day. Right. It's it's not fun. And that's why I don't have a YouTube yet. Um, we're working on that. But that's why I don't like to film hunts. I just want to turkey hunt because mm-hmm. I, I hate yeah. having a crowd. We will all but, agree with you there. Yeah. But so. we, we were four deep on the West Coast. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it was setting up four deep on turkey. It's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. like, like, you're like, I hope. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I'm, we've done it before. Yeah. I, I hope no one. <laughs> walks up right. on us uh-huh. and i'm telling you we were out we were there was a, a big bluff and we were at the bottom of this big old this is cliff really mm-hmm. and um we we kept hearing gobbles and we couldn't figure out where they were and i have great 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 ears and the guy that was uh, majority Colin has terrible ears and he's like man where'd that bird come from and I was like man we got one you know, mm-hmm. 60 yards west we've got one I mean 100 yards east and I kept on and everyone's arguing well, no turkey's gobbling this way turkey's going that way well it's actually just because we were in the middle of 100 gobbling turkeys <laughs> yeah. I, it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced but finally I'm like man these turkeys are getting close mm-hmm. we gotta sit down and we weren't, we weren't ready we had no idea what was going on and I finally, I'm like, I just got to lay down flat. Like, I feel like I'm so visible. I had my leafy suit over my head. And I'm just shaking. And I was like, man, I, I'm, I'm looking one way. We're back to back. I'm looking one way. He's looking the other. And the other two are across. I mean, they're not 20 yards from us. And they're back to back. And birds everywhere are responding. And finally, we just see 20 turkeys mm. fly off the top of this bluff into our laps. Mm. They landed amongst all around us. I mean, I was scared for them to shoot because I thought they were going to kill us. I, I had shot out at that point um, when everyone else was shooting. And so it was the coolest that thing cool. to watch not on a gun. Right. Because instead of having tunnel vision, I watched it mm-hmm. all unfold. It, it happened in slow motion. Yeah. But a, a hen flew down literally yelping. Really? It, it, I've never seen anything like it in my life. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean... If I knew about that, I might change my answer. Yeah. If I if I been able to see that, but I, w- I will say I want to I do want to hunt Northern California, maybe Washington area. I drop it's, your pen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the bucket list. And I've never hunted like the PA hills and stuff like that in upstate New York. I mean, also Easterns, yeah. But I, f- I feel like they're even more different than, right. than the Easterns down here. But um, but yeah, I've always wanted to hit that that West Coast. One day I will. But I'm you know. 
if 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 I can make a good loop down south and and get my fix, I'm gonna do it. You know, it's kind of just. And I'll say like when folks started talking about you know like um you know the 49 chasing 49, you know Keith and them doing that and stuff. Up until like two years ago, I thought that meant like chasing 49 days of the season. I didn't really know. You know, I'm like, I think we only have 47, but you know, I was like, I don't know, maybe they got 49 in Virginia. I don't know. You thought, you thought, yeah, I want one every day too. Yeah, yeah. But, but I was like, nah. I think they're talking about the states. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, that's together. a good idea. You can go you can chase spring all, you know, way more forty nine days. And I was like, I'm gonna start doing that too. Absolutely. So yeah, I try to hunt until you know, if I can hunt, I killed my first turkey in June this past year, and that felt really, really weird. Um, Wait, you killed your first turkey? No, in I killed June? a June turkey. Oh. A turkey in the month of June. Hunter first turkey. Another trade of turkey hunters. Like, there's a bunch of first turkeys. I've never turkey hunted before, you know. Right. Um, but no, I, I did get one in June. This year and that was kind of cool i thought you know five years ago i never killed one in may because yeah. i mean may 1st is the, the last day in mississippi and it's, it's weird growing up i just i mean turkey season ran march 15th and may 1st and after that it just closed everywhere i thought mm-hmm. until, right. you know i got a little older and got to hearing about it i mean yeah this year i killed that one i killed in kansas was what the 17th or 18th of may and Nebraska's was like the 18th or 19th the next day, whichever it was. And that was the latest turkeys I'd ever killed. And I was like, man, it's mm-hmm. hard to believe I'm still shooting, you know, hunting turkeys. Um, but it's just it's crazy mm-hmm. that you can go until June at this point, you know. And on and, June 7th, I was missing it. I was, I was looking yeah. forward to March 15th already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I like that you mentioned Kansas. Kansas is fun, and I've I've spent a lot of time in Kansas because I, I had a friend that lived up there, still lives up there today. But um, a few years ago, when I really got serious about turkey hunting, I was probably eighteen or nineteen, mm-hmm. and I'd not turkey hunted very many places besides Arkansas, Mississippi. And she said, "Come up here, you know Kansas." I said, "Okay, great." Well, I, I took a gap year off from college, from high school in college. And uh, I stayed with her for like two weeks right. in Kansas, just just trying to learn because they were turkey hunters, not, and I wasn't at mm-hmm. that point. And so I did that again this year because I mean, I, I last last spring I had a terrible stalker, and, it, it, and anyway, <laughs> he was out west, and I didn't know where to go, what to do, and I was like, no one knows I'm in Kansas right now. Right. So I'm gonna hunt as much as I can in Kansas because I, I was tied up and for some reason I, I didn't want to travel. Well, I'll tell you why I didn't want to travel to Nebraska. It's where it was right. until I was until I was no longer alone. And my traveling companion was in Tennessee. And both of them were in Tennessee, and so I was like, man, I don't need to be a girl up here in Nebraska and run into yeah. this guy. So right. I stayed in Kansas for two more weeks, just hunting public land by myself, and I learned so much in mm-hmm. Kansas because I was hunting easterns right. and. It's not Easterns like back home, but they're still Easterns, and it's just, it's cool. It's cool to see how a turkey that you think you know, how it will act in a completely different terrain, because you learn you don't know that turkey at all. Mm-hmm. You know, That's very true. It, it was cool. It was very, very cool. And you, you hit the nail on that. It's fun hunting out there. It's, it's, you out there, you're, you're fun hunting. It's, like, right. it's, it's a good time. Um, you can see a lot. You know, you see a lot of turkeys, and if if the ground was that open down here you'd probably see close to that but yeah. you can't and you know it's just you get to more experiences and and, and you boil it down it's about the same amount of 
you know close encounters and stuff um they just act differently like you said it's it, it, i love seeing them act differently in in this condition or this environment versus this and the scenery changes and it's just kind of like new life in you in this yeah. you know and you learn stuff I, I wouldn't learn you think you learn how a turkey acts in the wind in mississippi but you go to kansas and you see how they act in a lot of wind right um it's a, it's a big difference in their wind and our wind and and the when there is noise from the leaves from the wind here, there is nothing, no leaves out there sometimes from the wind. Noise. You learn what they would do in that scenario. And it's different. And, but like you said, if you, I mean, you successfully hunt a turkey, you can kind of wash everything that you learn from him to an extent because that turkey's dead and you ain't going to hunt him again. So right. the next turkey's not that turkey. Yeah. And it can change with every single one of them. Well, I said, I, in Kansas, I shot, I hunted till I shot my bird because it's a one bird state. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be two birds in the west. I'm Different. Not sh- I think you can kill one like in like unit this, and one has to be in one of these units or something. Right. They separate it. You can't kill two in the same unit or something right. like that. Right. I shot my bird, and I called up several friends. I said, "Hey, come to Kansas. Come to Kansas. I found turkeys. I found turkeys." And I probably watched. I don't know. Six or seven more turkeys die in Kansas because I kept mm-hmm. calling people. I'm like, this is fun. Hey, <laughs> this is you fun. Got yeah. I'm here. I'll buy your license. That's, that's exactly <laughs> where I was at. I'm here. Come on. And it's it's fun. It's really, yeah. really neat. But, uh, man, so, I mean, you brought up Florida as well. And I feel like, you know, it's it's mid or it's early February. We can't talk about turkey hunting until mm. we talk about Florida because that's where we kick it off. Um, Florida's... Florida's fun. Florida's mm-hmm. different. Osceola's are very, very, very cool animals. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. Um, turkey hunters are different, but Florida is different. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's like the, I lived in New Orleans for like a year. What? Yeah. And it's a it's a new world. It's like I mean, you cross a pond train going up like Hammond area. I'm like, this is this is America, and on the other side of the water is New Orleans. That's not America. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just different. It's I mean, every single thing there is just not the same as it is literally a few miles north. Um, but that's how Florida is, and that's how Florida turkey hunt is. And I, I mean, I've only hunted Florida a couple times and never made it down like the tip, like the big, you know, down down that way. The, the bottom of florida and um but i hunted centrally south florida you know could tell the difference in eastern and osceola and um i remember i geeked out like a little girl when the first time i saw one it was like 350 yards away like i'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh that's an osceola that's not like it's a dot yeah. and i'm just freaking out and i'm like literally like 20 six right. 28 maybe Ecstatic. And I, you would have thought i've seen been to disney world for the first time right. Right. and um and i kind of could hear like a faint gobble like i was just i was throwing like things like just waxing on a box call trying to get it to gobble i don't even know if it was like huntable if i was even wearing camouflage or anything but i remember like i could like hear like a faint little gobble i'm like i heard a nice little gobble this yep. is awesome yeah. you know but yeah. this this last season was my first time to go to go to florida um and it's definitely different. It was a uh, it was in a world of its own, and I think about half the reason. Uh, I I can't speak for most of it because the place we were hunting was a uh, dog running running deer camp. Oh no! So yeah, we 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 traded a deer hunt with a guy. Um, Seals knew somehow or another we we got lined up with this guy and he's like we got six thousand acres and I'm like oh boy oh boy we yeah, can find no a kidding. bird on that you know no problem he's like oh yes all pine plantation you know wow. you got the palmettos you got everything down here we roll up and he's got a dog box sticking up to the top of his truck and I'm like oh gosh and 
I grew up, you know, we, we ran dogs when I was real little. Like, I mean, I was okay with it. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. You know, maybe he's got some, you know, coon dogs or something. No. He's got deer dogs and that play and fox dogs. And he said that is the best place for deer hunting dogs uh, and uh, fox dogs. And, and we soon found out why. Ew. Yep. It yep. was head high, briar thickets, and, you know, like a one... 46 inch road going down the whole place and we're like good night this is gonna be this is gonna be tough and sure enough we're you know we're we're kind of moping around like this is gonna be rough first morning part the truck 100 yards pow, we're like oh we, we got a bird to hunt okay mm-hmm. cool and we were just ecstatic that we had a bird to hunt because we had just been like beating ourselves up like we just drove 13 hours we're gonna we're gonna have have a rough week and um we we ended up having a close call with those those turkeys i called way too much because I was so excited to the fact of that's a tur- that's an Osceola call, uh, gobbling back at me and all that. So we did all that stuff, and birds crossed the road about 80 yards. That was about all. And right. then um, went back to kicking our teeth in right. the whole time. And um, finally, we, we went to a cutover side that had been just cleared and all that. So we, we were like, hey, we're leaving after we don't hear a bird. You know, at this point, we went to change clothes and get back in the truck and go hunt Mississippi turkeys because we waited late in the season to go. And um, what was it? We uh, I said, man, I looked at Sheila. I said, just leave camouflage on ten more minutes. We walked to the edge of the the cutover, started yelping. I walked and called about fifty yards, pow, way out there. I'm like, oh boy, turn around for Seals, thinking he's right behind me, and he'd unwalked the other way listening. And we were like, uh oh. So I sat down about five minutes later, kill kill one in the palm meadows, and prettiest thing you've ever seen. And you know that was first Osceola I ever killed. The only you know second one I'd ever seen, third one I'd ever seen. So that's awesome. It was pretty cool, but um, it's 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 a different breed. But it was fun hunting them down there. They, they they act like Easterns to it, me, but I've said the same thing, and I've I've seen several Osceolas die now. Um, and so. It's like, like he said, it's different. You never know. I've seen some that act just like an Eastern and some right. that are completely different. But I spent a lot of time on public land in Florida the past mm-hmm. couple of years. And <laughs> it, it reminds me of Arkansas duck hunting, yeah, the way right. that you see so many people. You know, you think about turkey hunting, you're like, man, I shouldn't see, you know, a solo walking around the woods. I mean, I've been 14 miles on public land mm-hmm. running to a guy. Mm. I mean, with a, like, boom box on his shoulder like just vibing i mean it's so so strange just people walk around there barefoot i mean i mean if you catch me riding around florida barefoot Uh i've lost my mind i mean but it's just it's different it's so different Mm -hmm. down there but the the people are everywhere Mm -hmm. everywhere and just whenever you think you're deep enough in the woods where there's not a soul around a doom buggy is gonna fly past you going 70 miles an hour and prove you wrong i mean it's it's a humbling experience to say the least it is heart crushing Uh, finally hear one guy hear hear dang doom buggy coming from the distance doom buggy hunters i mean that's like their can am i mean Uh they're I need to invest in one apparently. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's why them them headlines read Florida man. I mean, they're just. You yeah, know. I, was, I was thinking that the whole time. I was about to say it. Yeah, Florida man does this. They got some ideas, I'm sure. It's just just craziness, <laughs> craziness. They're another breed, that's for sure. We were we were out there this year, and uh, we were on a piece of public land that I'd never been on before, mm-hmm. and it's it's me and another girl and a guy friend of ours, and there is a 
canal that we're that like hey we need to just cross this and i mean it was just too far to jump across mm-hmm. and on the right day in the right pair of shoes i probably could have jumped across <laughs> of it but i was like man i just don't know i just don't know i was like actually i might just swim across it to oh, be gosh. safe and they're like you're in florida you can't swim across any canals ever oh. ever but we saw i mean panthers we saw alligators cool. i mean pythons i mean mm. it is the jungle a real jungle yeah, yeah the really jungle. Is. i mean that's i've seen some stuff turkey hunting but you know that's it's only in florida that's what i'm saying like it's like well, like you're just you know you're in florida and you're nowhere if you feel light years away from civilization i'm sure i mean just every everything is just it's wild and, and nothing is unexpected you know you got to learn to expect everything on there and it's so I've, I've run into a couple interesting scenarios i don't think i've ever come across any pythons and i don't think i've seen a panther I'm, I'm bad about looking for snakes i'm probably bad about looking for panthers too you know i just get tunnel vision and i'm like mm, that's probably something i don't know it's probably a bear behind me i'm like it's probably just a squirrel yeah and just keep going you know but mask it's cool it is it sure is um, and, and I've been loving asking this question lately, just because it's a it's a good storytelling prompt. Oh Lord! What's the craziest thing you've ever experienced in the turkey woods, animal or person? Oh, that, I mean, we, me and Chase just talked about this the other day, yeah. and I kind of I, I drawn the conclusion this might be the. I mean, I was locked in the camper shell of my truck. <sighs> Had been, and the only reason I'm in there is because of a feral dog that had come up and tried to like jump in there with me the night before. I'm in the middle of the wilderness area right here and yeah. uh, out west and scare the daylights out of me. Obviously, I don't know what this is. It's not, it's, I don't even know if it's a dog, it's just a canine something. And um, it pitch black dark. I'm like, I think I'm like changing clothes, and it's just like 1 30 in the morning just comes up like between my legs. I'm like, I'm <gasps> dead. This is it. I don't know what. Then it's pitch black dark. I can't see nothing. It's like after the cargo lights are turned off, so it's really pitch black dark. Yeah. So um, I pretty much just made my way to the camper shell and get in it and go to sleep, but obviously I don't have my phone or anything like that. And um, so I don't wake up the next morning, but I had parked next to a bunch of bee boxes that are out there. So I'm woken up by these beekeepers that have sprayed all the smoke. And so now not only am I like, don't have my, you know, phone or anything like that. Um, I'm late to go turkey hunting. So I'm already pretty, you know, ticked off and because um, of stupid dog. And also now there's swarms of bees around my truck that I can't get out. And there's a turkey goblin, and I'm watching it, and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. So that was pretty wild five minutes of my life right there. That's that was insane. this past season. Yep. Did not kill that turkey. No. <laughs> yeah, at that point, I would be like, it's, it's yeah. time to relocate and regroup. Uh, it's one of those, like, the record kind of scratching. You're like, I bet you're wondering how I wound up here. Yeah. yeah. And it was... I mean, that'll never happen again. I hope it was like I was trying to explain Chase. I'm like, I, 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 I had a video it make a lot more sense, but it was like some kind of child mixed breed something, but it has like hip dysplasia, so his back legs didn't work. So it's just like dragging those around. Yeah. So it's just like I don't know what it is. All shoulders. It's been like a German Shepherd. I at least known it was a dog, but I'm like, this is an animal, and like it's just like two eyes and just black everything. If those like stinging like caterpillars had two front legs that's what it looked like and it was i'm straddling it i'm just like didn't and it's like it did not hear it coming at all so i'm just like reaching down to like take my shoe off and it just like runs in between my legs and my i'm, I'm dead yeah. i chase try to top that now <laughs> yeah, i would not be topping that i don't ah man i don't know where did 
what to even yeah start with. Um, I know one time I was hunting with a buddy down in Port Gibson, and I don't know what we heard. It wasn't an animal, it wasn't nothing like that. But we were standing there like hooting, like we had, we had struck out for the day or blowing a crow call. We we're trying to strike one up. And this sonic boom, just like hmm. you hear it coming from a distance, boom, and like pass us like a freaking atomic bomb. And oh when we look at each other and we like, we just got bombed. We, just, I mean, we're 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 done. Like today's our last day. We're waiting on the gases to hit us. And we go, we just like keep keep hunting with like that mindset of like, it's over. It. It's over. <laughs> and after about three hours, we're like, man. It, it must you not be up funny? here. You feeling funny yeah. yet? Yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm feeling pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, we just walked over the hill. I feel a little nauseous, man. I, yeah, yeah. Radioactive stuff. We we legit thought we were done. And um, we still don't know what it was. Transformer. You know, like pe- people, no, people heard it in like all the way in Canton, like three counties over. Like people were like putting on Facebook, which we're down in the swamps of Port Gibson. We ain't got service to check and see if the world's all right or not. We're like 100%, you know, that whatever station down in Vicksburg just got just got hit it's like some Grand Gulf Grand Gulf is, yeah, yeah. I was like Grand Gulf just exploded hysterical we're, we're expecting to see all these big headlines of how bad it is and everything and we were apparently the Did one of three people though? I don't know yeah. probably not probably not but yeah that's, that just popped in my head for some reason but I know there's Pretty been a hundred other scenarios that I can't even think of right now I'm trying to think of the craziest thing I've experienced turkey hunting. And I, I mean, I told a story about a homeless woman last week. Mm. But, I mean, I don't know. I've turkey hunted in waders when the Platte River got out. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, it, it was so unusual. It's pretty strange. It, it I never done that, I don't think. I mean, it was standing water everywhere. I mean, you can see turkeys up in the trees. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, these turkeys didn't fly down until noon. How about mm-hmm. that? Just, yeah. just crazy. And it wasn't raining that day. It was just, it, I mean, the river had just got out, mm-hmm. obviously. And um, it had been raining days and days before that, but it was just so wet everywhere. And they just would not get out of a tree. But I'm trying to think of just, I don't know. I've seen some crazy stuff, but I, the, the, the feral dog it just really oh, yeah. takes and the cake that was that was wild enough but the whole like there's i mean i'm i'm, I'm miles from a i mean i'm not, this is like minimum maintenance road type stuff and there's just a random bee truck that's just just kicked all these bee boxes now i can't get out of here because I, I mean I'm, they're like clouds of them around my truck <laughs> and i'm just stuck in it and watching the turkey i wanted to hunt right yeah. there he can see it I about 150 show. yards just hammering i'm like this is I, I've, I've done something to deserve this. I don't know, but yeah, if that dog really did kill me. I don't. That ain't heaven. That ain't my idea of it. Being locked in my camper shell, watching the turkey through a swarm of bees. I, that was right before I came up to, to yeah. meet Hunter up there, and uh, I had called him. Finally, we got enough service to talk to each other for a minute. Like I was like halfway there, and I said, "What you know? What what are you saying?" He said, "Well, I saw a werewolf last night." <laughs> and I said, "What?" He's like, "I swear." I mean, if it was anything, it was a werewolf. I, I was like, oh, Lord. The whole hip dysplasia thing just really threw a kink in. <laughs> I will see. If it had four legs, it'd make a lot more yeah. sense, but I still ain't connected them dots. I, I, would, I, I was in South Texas last year. I mean, right on the Rio Grande. I mean, I had a woman tell me on my way down there, when I explained where I was going, what I was doing, she was like, you're going to get your social tattooed on you. And I was like, what do you mean? That's comforting. What do you mean? She's like, well, when they find you, that way they'll know who you are. And I was like, oh, I'm about to cry. But anyway, Mm. we went down there. 
and I saw a mangy coyote. Mm-hmm. And if you've never seen one before that just ate up with the mange oh, yeah. on his deathbed, it does look like a chupacabra. Oh, a chupacabra. I mean, that is scary. <laughs> it is not. It, it, it is disgusting. Yes. I mean, but we saw road runners running around. I mean, it was it was Those cool. cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, but but the mangy coyotes. I mean. I feel like the hips of should wear it's worse. <laughs> Two-legged dog, it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. My, I got a text message from Verizon Wireless down there in Texas, and it said, you know, thank you for subscribing to International Service. Welcome to Mexico. Oh. And I was like, first of all, I want a refund because yeah. I'm on the side of the border. But I was so close that my phone was pinging Mexican Towers. Wow. Uh-huh. And it was turning around, brother. I, yeah. I had a woman that owned a, she owned a, a big, I guess, ranch down there. She lived down there. She was like, hey, I, uh, I wouldn't be a young lady running around down here. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? So, well, I own the place here, and she had a very nice mm-hmm. place. And she said that she had put, like, the cast iron bars and the windows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I, like, I don't really walk around in the dark. And I'm like, girl, I'm out here trying to get <laughs> yeah. beneath the turkey in the dark. What do you, what do you mean? But it was, that was, that was not very comforting. And we've mm-hmm. been hearing stories of, you know, people getting shot and killed right down the road. And it was... That was intimidating for sure, but the, the coyote really just sent me over the edge. Yeah. We did kill our turkeys, though. So. That's what matters. It, yeah. that, that is what matters. <laughs> and I say Florida was hot. There's nothing hotter than the border. Yeah. I mean, it, it just miserably hot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, and after I killed that turkey, the, the, the best part is I, I get ridiculously excited. You'd think every turkey I kill is my first turkey. Yeah. I mean, I'm an animated person already. Imagine me with a dead turkey <laughs> in my hands. I get up and I'm running. I'm high-fiving. And I get so excited when I high-five my buddy who I was hunting down there with that I lose my balance. And so, <laughs> anyway... I had cactus little, I, yeah, all over my hands. I caught myself when I lost mm. my balance. But I mean, you don't really realize it when you got turkey in your oh, hand. Yeah, right. So we're on the truck ride back, and I'm like, man, I think my, my hand hurts. And I look at my hand, and I've got, I don't even know, I like cactus pricks. I don't man, know. I, I mean, covered. Quills, needles. Maybe, needles. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it's beautiful turkey. Mm, that's what matters. Uh-huh. Yep. As long as you got the bird. You, you say in South Texas, that reminds me of that time me and Hunter went out to i guess it was north texas we're in these big fields and whatnot we our phone pings tornado warning and we're like oh, oh yeah. cool 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 you know just we're in the middle of nowhere like we can see for 100 miles and we're like we're chit-chatting about it look to our left tornadoes on the ground oh, like tornado <laughs> eighth of a mile from us and we can see it headed directly to us like they weren't lying <laughs> getting the hail yeah. getting a, all kind of terrible weather and we're like yeah, go ahead and hit. Let's get on up out of here. Mm-hmm. And we were like doing the math. Like, are we driving the right way? Yeah, like, we're hang on. Like, I'm watching right. it come close. It's getting bigger. And then, like, <laughs> that was one of the, like, we were like 10 minutes from like where we were going to hunt. And we were like, oh boy, here yeah. we go. And I remember we got out of the truck at the place we were hunting. And like, we were, it was right at dark. So, we, you know, we were standing on toolboxes and stuff trying to get high to listen. And we're looking at each other. And all of a sudden it goes from like, I don't know if it went oh, from cold to hot. It went cold to hot. Yeah, it was chilly, and then all of a sudden it got like 98 degrees. Like all just, you can mm-hmm. feel it like from your head to your toes, just whoo. And we were like, Ooh. and then all of a sudden you see clouds start moving, mm-hmm. you know, rolling. And we're like, we in it. Mm-hmm. We, we in another one. Because we were only like 20 minutes away whenever we, we saw yeah, a tornado. Yeah, it was three like, or four in that little county area. Yeah. And one dropped down. Literally, like across mm. the road from where we we were staying that night. 
like and that's what we felt was the uh, vortex yeah, whatever pull that is. or whatever they call it i don't even know what they call it but well, that was an eerie feeling just just standing there like i don't even we're in the middle yeah, we, we got a dang shot like, like just do that <laughs> yeah i've always been told jump in a ditch if you see a tornado mm, yeah I mean, I mean, we in safest place. I don't even think they're like this place was so flat. I don't think a ditch was on it. Yeah, like, it wasn't a, a low spot. It right. was all flat. So we were Oof. like, we're, we're stuck. That's we're, it. We yeah. can't do nothing about it. We're That's in the it. middle of it. Is what it is. Ride it out. So before I get off here, I do want to ask a question. Okay. Are you guys superstitious? <laughs> you talking to the yeah the voodoo? Um, I ain't gonna say voodoo king, but um, but now nah, <laughs> I, I got some rituals, and I like there's certain stuff you don't do turkey hunting, and there's certain stuff I don't wear. I won't ever, you know, if it's if it's this conditions, I've quit jobs to go turkey hunting because it was 48 degrees, and that's the only reasoning I could find. I mean, just every little thing. I've got things in my vest that I've had for years. Um, I mean, I'm very, very, very superstitious. I've I've done a lot of things to um try to counter that superstition and uh i'm, I'm pretty annoying about them i'd say you know yeah. some some stuff i know for a fact has gotten in the way of going somewhere or doing something but i'm like i don't i gotta i gotta have this on or we're not going we're not doing this i'm not i'm not going without this i'm not going with this and you know one thing about me it's that's a against my personal belief system mm -hmm. if i am turkey hunting and someone next to me picks up a turkey feather the hunt is ruined okay because mm -hmm. you know there's 18 feathers in the mm -hmm. fan well you don't need one of them feathers on the ground right. if you're gonna kill a turkey you want to make them. <laughs> yep. so yeah. I, I hate that and i have never been on a turkey hunt okay. where someone picked up a feather and we killed a bird okay huh. I, i'm extremely superstitious but at the same time so i and I have people ask me, are you mm -hmm. sponsored by Spring Legion? I'm like, well, man, that's a three-man shop. They're just really good guys. I'm not sponsored by, by Spring Legion. So why do you wear that hat and all your kill pictures? Mm -hmm. You know, after I see you with a turkey, you like, got a Spring Legion hat on. Well, last year, I killed, like, my first bird of the year in a, a different hat. And I killed, like, two or three birds there with a different hat on. And then I wore a Spring Legion hat for, like, my fourth bird of the year. And it worked out great. And I tried to switch it up again. Mm. And I'm telling you, until I put on my Spring Legion hat again, I would not. I couldn't get in front of a turkey. I, I, I was just, like, trying to figure it out. I mean, I didn't clean my socks. It was disgusting. Mm -hmm. I wore a hole in my sock. I mean, I couldn't try, try to do eliminate, you know, in, any chance of error, oh, you yeah. know. And I put that hat on. And that hat, I mean, I, I wore it in, I guess, 12 states last year. Hey. It smelled disgusting. But <laughs> Good. I wore that hat the rest of the season, and it was the luckiest hey. article so if y'all keep making hats, I'll keep killing turkeys right, in them because they deal. are lucky. We can handle they, that. They we, are lucky. We we say we pack a little luck in each one. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I don't I, know why. Yeah, you don't need a sponsorship from Spring Legion. You just need a hat because it is all the luck you need. You can pay. You can get paid in turkeys, and that's that's more valuable than money. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, 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 the luckiest thing I own. So mm. you wait till I put them gators oh, on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. shoot. And if they don't work, and you take them off, I don't blame you. I mean, you know, <laughs> I've got the hats before we even started doing Spring Legion. I still got the hat I would wear a lot. And um and it goes with me still. And if things get bad, I'm, I'm just because I found it. I mean, I ain't, I'll swap that thing out in our bed. I'm here to kill turkeys. Uh -huh. That's right. Just because we're gonna make certain pants. If it ain't working the first day or two, I'm swapping back. Right, right. I'll say this about it. I uh, all five birds I killed this year, I had the same boxers on. Ooh, mm, were perfect. they clean? 
That's, that's a questionable note. Two or three was back to back to back, so I know yeah. they weren't. <laughs> Let me just tell you. to break it to you guys. But. If you had five really good days in a row without showering, would you shower on the six? This is a hypothetical question. I've had like 14 bad days in a row and still didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm really not thinking about a shower is when things ain't yeah. going good. All right. Well, I guess that is. <laughs> That's a luxury. That's a reward. Right. right. <laughs> that means I, I finally killed yeah, one kind of deal. If I'm in a hotel or something, like, I must I figure something out. Yeah. Kind of got afforded a break. Right. Mm. Well, I have definitely never went six days without showering <laughs> in California on the record. Well, okay. Okay. We'll <laughs> <see>. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, thank you boys so much. Man, yeah. This oh, has yeah. been so much fun. It has. I appreciate you having us. Absolutely. Big oh, fan of the you. podcast. Well, I'm a big oh, yeah. fan of you boys. I've enjoyed your podcast as well. So I appreciate it. It's an honor to have you on, and I look forward to seeing y'all this spring. So we're going to like up. We're going to collab. Mm-hmm. Let's do Absolutely. It. Yep. Mississippi. See yep. you boys there. All right. All right. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Give all the glory to the good Lord. And I'll see y'all same time next week. You've been listening to the Maggie Williams Podcast. Join us each and every time right here where you catch your favorite podcast. And if you've missed an episode, well, it's a podcast. You can go back and catch up. We'll catch you next time right here.